Hi, and welcome to episode 246 of No Crying in Baseball, the Apologies to the Women and Children episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, how are you doing? I am okie dokie. How are you? I'm, I am surviving. Yeah. I'm surviving extreme Yankees fan exposure. Oh, my. <laughs> my friend Santiago is here visiting, and it's, it's always lovely to see him and to hear about the Yankees. A lot. And to see the Yankees hats and jerseys and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I do feel like it's fair because our house does exude a certain vibe of Red Sox. I was going to say, I kind of sympathize. Only <laughs> yeah. insert, you know, Red Sox for Yankees because that's how I feel when I come over. I love you yeah. guys. It's a little overwhelming, but, yeah. you know, it's 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 worth it. It's, it's a good trade. Yeah. It's a good trade. So I'm excited, and I guess I was going to say this at the end, but you know, the plan here is that we're going to be watching a couple of Red Sox-Yankees games in each location in the next couple of weeks, and you, my friends out there, will hear all probably way more than you want to hear about this experience. One day I'm going to make that trek with yeah. you guys because I want to witness this in person sometime. Oh, my goodness. Hey, we are drinking an amazing thing. Mm. Um, our local so brewery, good. Hellbender, has this beer called Four Cairns that has white wine grapes in it or spanked with it or something and it smells mm -hmm. like wine it tastes like beer with it's lovely it works for our champagne taste absolutely does our because, beer budget and, and our, our champagne, champagne taste, taste. <laughs> why because we deserve it yes. oh my gosh and just to be clear that's not karen like what we were called it was it's c-a-i-r-n right exactly. which i'm not sure exactly what it means but yeah, it's, it's not it's it's, the karen. it's like a marking the spots of the dead sort of thing oh, okay yeah which is different than the karen thing which right. some of our best friends are named Karen, and they are not, in fact, doing that, marking the spots of the dead. They're being lovely humans. <laughs> well, although one of them I think might be, so, but that's another I, story. I, oh, oh, my. <laughs> I don't, that's right. don't want to know. I don't want to know right now. On today's show, our boyfriend segment features an incredible, no good, very bad week and an undumping. We've never had one of those before. We've got good humans both in the world and in the clubhouse. Things are moving on MLB's antitrust exemption, and there's a new City Connect in town. Woohoo! And if anybody is noticing a little bit of, I'm wondering if the sound on that was different because I made Patty look sideways because directly we're not in our usual studio because said aforementioned Yankees fan is sleeping in our studio. So we are in the exterior studio. The auxiliary which, stereo. Yes, exactly. The emergency backup. Which is not really well decorated. So I was trying to get the best angle, but it sort of forced Patty not to speak directly into the microphone. So just for the, for the full effect, please check our Instagram feed and you will see Patty in her finest, uh, finest Bay Sox garb. And also my new um, fair ball mm -hmm. wristband, which we both have from Advocates for Minor Leaguers, the sort of teal wristbands to remind people that minor leaguers don't get what they deserve and they should. More about that later on. For sure. But first, you knew it. We have our baseball boyfriends. So we like to talk about these guys that we picked in the offseason because there's something cool about them, something special. And we each pick one guy per team per year, except for that one holdover, because you've always got to have a breaking every rule has, has every rule has one exception that's it that's it. the exception that proves the rule that too is that too that okay. too awesome. but in this case we also have boyfriends that we had in previous years that we either let go of if they've done something that we don't approve of or we just sort of fondly call them our former boyfriends but still like to speak with about them once in a while and I failed last week to mention that Lorenzo Cain has been DFA'd by the Brewers. And it's interesting to just see how things have changed over the years. Because when I, I 
chose him in our first season. Yeah. And he had just signed this contract, this five-year contract with the Brewers, and it was a big deal, and he was coming from the Royals, and we were talking about him and Salvi, the, the, their sort of bromance breaking up. And he was DFA'd, which, you know, I, I kind of felt my first reaction was, oh, sad. It sucks to see somebody go out like this. But the Brewers actually did the right thing. They waited until it was the day of his 10 years of service time so that he's fully vested in the union and he gets his pension. He has not been performing that great this year. His slash line is 179, 231, 234 with 43 games. He is 36 years old, so that's above that 35-year-old benchmark kind of thing. He had some really wonderful seasons, though not too long ago. And notably, he was one of the players that we talked about opting out in 2020 because of the whole COVID kerfuffle. He, his average in 21 was 257. So if you want to hear all about why Low Kane is such a cool dude, he's just one of those like life of the clubhouse kind of guys, the, the clown, the one who lightens things up. And his backstory is fascinated, he, fascinating. He was raised by a single mom who wouldn't let him play football because she was protective of him. He wanted to play basketball. He didn't make the team as a freshman. So he was like with a friend who played baseball and was like, you know, why don't I try this baseball thing? And just showed up in 10th grade, never having played baseball before, in jeans, tennis shoes, no glove. And here he is, however many years later. So the sky's the limit, people. You never know what can happen. You never know. as Potty Mouth mentioned, we do hang on to one guy from year to year. And every once in a while, I think back on having picked Freddie Freeman as a mm. boyfriend, thinking he would have been a good once and forever boyfriend. But he was not. He was just a, um, a one-time and fondly remembered former boyfriend. But boy, did Freddie have an incredible, no good, very bad week this past week. Um, we referred to him as the friendliest first baseman. Everybody loves Freddie. There's nothing anybody could ever say bad about Freddie Freeman, even though he gets booed in Nets Park because we have no class. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> wow. so, you know, he's a Dodger now, right? After, you know, 15 years as a member of the Hammers. Um, wow. So that was, yeah, you know, he was the face of the franchise in Atlanta. So last weekend, uh, he had his tearful return when the Dodgers had a series in Atlanta, and that's when he got his World Series ring, and there was tears and hugs and super, like, tearful, yeah. tearful, like, uh, press conferences. He was a mess. Yeah. He was a mess. So now there's more information about why he might have been a mess. Some of it is rumor, but here's what happened publicly. Okay. This is what we know publicly, which made this such a mess. So Sunday night, last week Sunday, was the finale of the Dodgers-Hammers series. During that game, agents, um, sports agents, got a message from the players' union that says, don't contact Freddie Freeman, which is a standard thing they send out when someone is thinking about or is changing their representation, like getting a new agent. Mm-hmm. It's like, doesn't want to entertain offers, leave them alone right now. But So that was like a signal that something was going on okay. after this very tearful weekend. Um, on Tuesday, uh, Freddie Freeman fired XL Sports Management, which is was his management company. Um, and Agent Casey Close is the name of the guy who's like the, the primary contact there. So that was on Tuesday. On Wednesday, a Fox Sports radio host who does not cover baseball regularly huh. claimed that Close did not communicate Atlanta's final offer to Freddie Freeman. 
And Freddie just found out about that over the weekend. Now, again, uh. I point out, this is not a person who covers baseball. But this got picked up, and it's big news. Wow. And it's suspicious, because he did, in fact, just fire his his agent, his manager, you know, all that. So it just happened. So that it could be based in something. I don't know. But then... The agencies denied that. No, we communicated every single offer. So it's now we've got a he said, she said. But in the meantime, we've got Freddie Freeman weeping. We've got his teammates like um, like Clayton Kershaw was quoted as saying, wow, you know, I sure hope we're not second fiddle. Because with all these tears, it's like, how do the Dodgers feel? Like, do you wish you were still there? And Freddie's like, no, you know, I'm committed to the Dodgers for the next six years and all this. So there's, you know, questions about loyalty. and So it was, I mean, he's such a damn good guy. You know, family guy, face the franchise, does everything for everybody, good human, and got raked over the coals, some of his, a little bit of his own doing, but a lot of, you know, just all this rumor and how that must just kind of sit on you. He is now self-represented. He may not, Hmm. he may not pick up a new agent because he's got a six-year contract. Yeah. So until he wants to renegotiate that, he doesn't actually need an agent. If there's like um, sponsorships or, or promotional things, you know, lawyers or like business managers can do that. You don't mm-hmm. need your your agent to do that. So, um, yeah, a lot of things are up in the air. I feel really bad that Freddie had that kind of a week because he's a good man. He caused um, Dave Roberts to say the phrase "shit ton," which I appreciate. <laughs> oh, I totally appreciate that. Yeah, that's Dave, awesome. Dave Roberts said he's won a shit ton of games for us this year. I'm like, yeah. all right, all right. So that's where we are with with Freddie. Um, I hope he can like get past this because he should not be dragged around like this. Yeah, and definitely the good thing for him is that he's closer to family now. He did say that in the beginning about, you know, this way his was his dad can come and see his games. And so there is a, a small silver, li- silver lining for him. But also I'm thinking, you know, this is a lesson out there for everybody else. Like pay attention to what your manager's doing. Pick your manager carefully. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So we have some good news about a couple of baseball boyfriends this week. So one thing that you're going to hear about at the end of this show is our fantasy league. And we make teams out of our baseball boyfriends. And I am notoriously in the gutter this year. I've just been so shit out of luck between picking guys who have been injured like crazy and also picking guys who just aren't playing because that that I can't put them on my team and I'm not getting any points. But hooray for the Oakland A's, who this week brought up both of the guys that we picked this year. Your guy, Sky Bolt, best name, one of the best names in baseball. Sure. And you, you actually have the corner and the good names this year, him and <laughs> Lars Newbar. Um, he is off of the 60-day IL, so happy for him for being healthy. And Vimeo Machin is just getting pulled up from AAA Las Vegas Aviator. He was cranking with the Aviators. He was batting 324 with four home runs, 49 RBI in 64 games. So I will keep my eye on him. So far, it doesn't seem like he has a hit yet with the A's, but I don't think he's played too much. I'm happy. What does it say about me that I'm going to talk about a brawl because (laughs) it involves an enormous number of my former boyfriends? It says that you pick very wisely. Clearly. I picked passionate there ball you go. players. That's it. That, that's totally it. Oh, so, my God. I have a follow-up to that. Okay, good. So um, while we were recording last weekend or shortly after, the Angels and the Mariners had quite the brawl. They had a bench-clearing brouhaha for sure. And it um, started with my former boyfriend, Jesse Winker, being hit by a pitch from Andrew Wants. And he – Wants – is usually a relief pitcher. So there was some question about why he was starting because he um, he nearly hit another player and then did, in fact, hit Jesse Winker. So yeah. Jesse, you know, approached the uh, 
the opposing team's dugout and a brouhaha started, which caused an 18-minute delay in the game. And then the suspensions came down. And the longest suspension is Phil Nevins, the acting uh, manager of the Angels, because the Angels had already had a warning because of the previous nearby hit by pitch. And so when your pitcher then hits a guy and it looks like it's intentional, you're out. I mean, you don't have, you've already had your warning. So you're you're out. So 10 days. That's a lot. Yes, it is. It's huge. Winker got seven days because of menacing the dugout. That I think was reduced uh, to six days. Ironically, I watched, I watched the, um, the Mariners the next couple of games because they were playing the O's. And I thought, this is going to be easy for the O's because all their guys are going to be suspended. <laughs> but they out. actually um, all appealed. So they were all playing. Uh, the O's still won one really big. But anyway. Yay. Okay, so Winker, you know, former boyfriend. J.P. Crawford, former boyfriend. Suspended five games. Anthony Rendon, who was my original once and forever okay. boyfriend, who is now with the Angels, was one of like the first guys to make a move in this brawl when he like shoved his left hand into Winker's face because his right hand was in a cast. I was going to say, isn't he not playing? <laughs> He's not playing. So here's what happened to him. He was suspended for five games, which will be served after he's done with oh the IL. God. He's out for the season. So that's going to be next season. But also, wow. they're not going to let him sit in the dugout. Oh. I know. That's I like know. at all? I, I, yeah. And my favorite... My favorite expulsion was, uh, well, actually, uh, the suspension was Manny Del Campo, who is the interpreter. <laughs> he is suspended two games, which led to a conversation between me and Junior Potty Mouth about, we've always said that Potty Mouth should get a job as a baseball interpreter. And if, if she was, would she get into the brawl? And Junior Potty Mouth said, without question, that, she'd be the first one in. You know, that reminds me of an altercation we had at school recently. We had a fight between a brand new Spanish-speaking student and a Chinese student who spoke English pretty well. And... It, it escalated because they were insulting each other. Well, how did they know that they were insulting each other? There was an interpreter involved. Another kid butted his nose in. And so when the suspensions came down, only the fighting kids got suspended. I'm thinking we should have gotten the interpreter, the too. The interpreter clearly incited. Cause yes. He, was, was he interpreting correctly? Or was yeah. he just? Very, very uh, descriptively really? correctly, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> With plenty of foul language in both Spanish and English. So Winker sent off the field. And on his way out, he very dramatically, you know, Flips off the fans with both hands, right? Okay, so a couple things happened as a result of this, which make me very happy in the long run. One is a Mariners fan from Arkansas ordered a pizza from a local Anaheim pizza place to be delivered to Jesse Winker saying he's going to be sitting by himself in the clubhouse <laughs> and that's sad. He I should have that. a pizza. And so she did this very publicly over Twitter. So, the, you know, and he, she, she used DoorDash. And the DoorDash driver like was coached, okay, you're going to the stadium. That's this amazing. is going to like the, the visitor's clubhouse. And he managed to get it there and all of that. And so so that was successful, right? Also, um, then do you remember when we talked a couple years ago, maybe last year, about this little girl who was at a Reds game because Vado was her favorite player? Oh yeah. Abigail Courtney. And mm-hmm. then he, Vado got ejected and she was in tears and there was this big makeup scene. Yeah. Guess who was at this game? She was at the game? Because she's a Reds fan, and Jesse Winker is a former Red. Oh, so and, they, and A. Eugenio Suarez. Yeah. And so they went to this game. Oh, my God. To see him, and it happened all freaking over again, where Jesse Winker 
gets thrown out of the game and flips off the crowd. Wow. And her mom said, okay, for number one, Abigail is in tears again. because oh, the poor kid. The poor kid, but also we kind of wonder if maybe she's bad luck. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But his, her mom had to like deal with the whole flipping off of the fans and said, basically, honey, sometimes um, people have big feelings. And that's how he that's was dealing fair. with his big feelings. But Winker found out about it and did what Vada did, like signed a ball and sent it back out. I don't know if he went out and met her later oh or God. not. I don't know. But the aftermath of the whole pizza situation also has a happy ending in that the woman who ordered the pizza contacted the DoorDash driver and said, hey, a few people also want to send you a tip because they're, you know, they're, <laughs> they're Mariners fans. And so he set up a Venmo for it. He thought it would be like five or, five or six people. Almost 400 people sent him tips on Venmo. Wow. That because is one happy of, DoorDash driver. For sure. There's a nice picture of him and his wife and his nine-month-old baby. So it just <laughs> seemed pretty great. So this was just like the craziest aftermath of a brawl I've ever heard of. And all boyfriends, and it just kind of makes me happy all around. I love it. So who knows what the what the um, Mariners players have gotten at this point? Is that the, the bottom line? Because they're appealing? So I know that Winker was reduced uh, by one game to six games, which I think is starting this weekend. I didn't, they didn't, ha- I didn't, couldn't find like a one-stop shopping that okay. showed everything. But yeah. wow, yep. All right, and I'm fascinated by a Mariners fan in Arkansas. Like, how does that happen? I, I got nothing. All right. Well, I'm gonna go north on the eastern side to Canada and talk about my guy. I think I picked last year. I really should do research before recording, huh? Uh, Raimel Tapia who I picked when he was in Colorado, and I was surprised to see him on the Blue Jays. And he's a bench player, I think. He's definitely not in the starting lineup because the prior Blue Jays games that I'd seen, I had not caught sight of him. But I noticed him on Wednesday night because first he got a single, and then he got the tying RBI with a double. And then the notable part of this, besides tying up the game in like late innings, it was like the eighth or the ninth. Luckily, that game, the Red Sox won in, in extras. But when he hit the double and, and like ran into second, his helmet flew off. And Qhar has improved. I was always impre- impressed by his quality hair above replacement. But now he's got a blonde thing going on with locks. And so I think we need to put him in the QHAR bracket. So remember, dear listeners, if you have nominees for our QHAR bracket, these are guys with quality hair above replacement, please let us know. I am well aware that the Blue Jays are sort of overrepresented here, especially with Tapia now, because they already have Lourdes Gordiel, Vladimir Guerrero, Bo Bichette, who is actually flowing like crazy this year. I don't know. The Blue Jays, I think, as a team, kind of have an angle on here. But who knows what's going to be happening um, with our QHAR bracket. On a related note, Ashley, Ashley, boy, oh boy, Adley shaved. Which wow. I think the shorter, the shortened version is Ashley, but it's Adley shaved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I contracted all of that. Um, shaved his mustache and didn't have a great hitting game. So now I'm a little Uh-oh. worried about that, but we're going to go see him soon and we'll hope for the best. So that, that game, the Red Sox won. But they won, that was the only one of the series because we had talked about last week that Jaron Duran, ah, that's definitely what I need to talk about this, that Jaron Duran and Towner Houck from the Red Sox were not going to Toronto because they were not vaccinated. So I actually had in this week's notes a plea to please trade my ex-boyfriend. I was, because I dumped Jaron Duran officially last week because I had found out about his lack of vaccination. And he was my Red Sox pick for this year, so I felt like that was a good enough reason to get rid of him. But 
just this week, first there was an interview with Alex Cora, and Alex said, and I quote, I do believe for September it's going to change from our end. Let's leave it at that. I'll bet you a dollar it's going to change. Now, outside of the fact of him betting a whole dollar as opposed to anything else, <laughs> I'm thinking, all right, he's betting that it's going to change from the Red Sox end. That means he thinks these guys are going to get vaccinated. And right then, like the next day, Duran was quoted saying that he's going to be available in September. And if he's going to be available in September for the for going to Toronto, that means that he's getting vaccinated. Now, his rationale, I, I, I don't know if that like this really gives him too many feathers in his cap. He said, I could care less about the money or service time or any of that. So I guess that that part's good. I miss the boys and miss playing baseball. That was kind of like the deciding factor. That's a fine factor. I mean, public health is also a good factor, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take, take, what we can take. take what we can get. Um, they, of course, uh, looked at Tanner Houck afterwards, who said, yeah, it's tough watching, but that's all I really have to say about it right now. Just not going to comment, comment on it. So no promises. And then there's Chris Sale, who just pitched a game in Sea Dogs and did okay. And he's also not vaccinated, and we really need some pitchers, especially if it's going to be going into any kind of playoff games with Toronto. And Sale said, today's today, tomorrow's going to come. We'll figure that expletive out then, man. And I didn't see the original, but I think that shit, we'll figure that shit out then. I think that's probably what he said. So yay for the potty mouth, boo for the lack of vaccination. My last Red Sox connection is I, I'm very happy that I can now put Jaron Duran on my lineup. So I'm, I haven't done this yet. I'm going to add him back in. I was feeling bad about picking him this year for a couple reasons. One, when I found out he was anti-vax and then I kind of felt shitty about that. But also, I had had my eye on Jonathan Arauz in the offseason with Winterball from Panama. So he, I felt like I should have picked him for a Red Sox boyfriend. But it turns out that it's good for a couple reasons that I didn't. He was released by the Red Sox and claimed on waivers by the Orioles, woo, or claimed off waivers, claimed. He got, he's, he's now here in the Orioles. They put him in um, Norfolk in the beginning. He had to be there for 10 days. And despite the fact that he wasn't hitting squat with the Red Sox, which would be the other reason why it's good I didn't mm -hmm. pick him for my Red Sox boyfriend, he cranked when he was in Norfolk and went five for 11. That's a 455 average with four IBI and three RBI in three games. So he debuted with the O's this past Saturday with no hits. But on Sunday, while we were recording, he hit a home run and a single. So uh, last I checked, which was yesterday, he had only three hits so far. But I'm hopeful that he has a promising future with the Orioles because I would love to see him and his QHAR. He's a switch hitting utility player, which makes him super versatile, which I think is something that the Orioles could benefit from. So. Yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to happen because right now he's been playing third, filling mm. in for Ramon Urias, who we are going to actually see tonight because he's rehabbing Ooh. at the um, at the Bowie Bay Sox. So when um, Ramon comes back up, I don't know. We will see what happens. Um, the only current boyfriend I'm talking about this week is Kyle Tucker of the Astros. And I, this story huh. just makes me laugh. So Thursday night, the Astros hosted the Yankees. And boy, would that be a game I could care less about, right? And so... Uh, Severino's pitching for the Yankees, and Kyle Tucker's on third base, and Severino starts having trouble with pitch comms, so he's like taking his cap off and messing with it. He did not call time and has his back to third base. And so Kyle huh. Tucker's like, uh, no time was called, and starts like bolting for home trying to steal. Severino's attention was caught in time, and he did 
throw him out. But I thought, okay, I would. Right. That's the right thing to do. That's some heads up play right there. And why did you not call time out to mess with this technology that's attached <laughs> to your brain? Kyle Tucker, however, is 14 out of 15 in stolen base attempts, Ooh. which is pretty darn good. And his his current WAR for AL position players, he's tied with Aaron Judge in second place behind only Mike Trout. So um, Kyle Tucker's having a good season. So I feel good about my boyfriend pick for the Astros this year. Woohoo! Pitch comp. Yeah. Well. We'll see how that fleshes out. That, there's going to be a whole bunch of technology in the future of baseball. But besides that, so another guy that I think we we were kind of eyeing maybe last year for a little bit of time, Yerman Mercedes, who was hot in the news for a hot minute in 2021 when he debuted with the White Sox with five hits in his first game and then lit it up for that month and then was shut down by our favorite manager, Tony Larissa who basically criticized him for hitting the ball when yep. uh, when there was a, a position player pitching at Williams Estudio. He had a home run, and, I, and you're not supposed to do that, according to the unwritten rules, which they hadn't told him about. And Tony LaRusso actually also at that point said that he, he was okay with them throwing behind Mercedes as a punishment Ew. for doing. So Ew. that's it's just icky. So, many it's icky. so many reasons to dislike him. So he's back, though. So we, we noticed that he had, he had sort of fallen off. And at that point, he, his numbers dropped like crazy after Larissa dished, whatever, insulted him, did, said bad things about did him. Did not back up his player. Right. Yeah. And so, like, that's shitty for a rookie. And he had even on Instagram at one point said that he was no longer playing. But he was. He was in the minors. So he was DFA'd by the, the White Sox after he broke his hamate bone. And if Uh-oh. you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you will know that Patty has a very strong hamate theory in which players who have a broken handmate bone and have surgery come back with superpowers. So apparently that is what is going to happen. That's what we're predicting. I'm predicting anyway right now for Yerman Mercedes, who was just picked up by the mighty San Francisco Giants in June. And his Instagram celebration is something to behold. It's him with a bottle of champagne, pouring it all over himself, and yeah. just partying it down. So yay for Yerman Mercedes and hoping that he has a superhero future. But actually, that reminds me of what I was thinking about with you with Passionate Boyfriends. Did you see um, Josh Naylor's walk-off against the Twins? No. So this was one of your picks, and I don't yeah. remember f- from with, with the Guardians. <laughs> And um, he was so pumped afterwards. Like, he's just, like, you can, he's just doing the whole, like, Hulk thing, Hulk thing, and, and stomping. And then he smashed his head against another guy with a helmet. He did not have a helmet on at the time. So I'm wondering about, like, there's definitely passion there, but there's also potential brain injury. So I'm hoping he's okay after that. But it's, it's quite a yeah. quite a scene. Temper the passion. Temper yeah. the passion. Protect, protect your skull. Um, hey, so we opened our second beer, which I'm going to note mm. because it's from Checker Spot, which is our new pre-gaming location when we go to Camden Yards. And we are drinking Juniperius, which is a delicious IPA um, spanked with juniper berries. And it's very delicious. Super yummy. Yay. So yay for Checker Spot. Um, hey, there's a good human that we like. So there's a tradition usually that when a major league player goes to rehab with a minor league team, they buy dinner. You know, they, they take care of the minor league players. As we always talk about, minor league players get paid squat. These mm-hmm. major league players are getting millions of dollars a year. They can afford to spend a little bit of money to get a good meal in these guys who are otherwise, you know, eating from Chipotle all the time. 
Not there's anything wrong with Chipotle, but not all the time. Right. Okay. So Max Scherzer, good human, um, has to have a rehab start with the Rumble Ponies. And number one, he's not excited about having to rehab in the minor leagues because he's freaking Max Scherzer. Yeah. But he does the right thing. And you know, if you remember, he's on the executive committee for the um, for the right. Players Association. So he's like a guy who is hyper aware of the effect of policies of Major League Baseball on minor leaguers. And so he, of course, um, underwrote a spread for the Rumble Ponies team. He spent, rumor has it, about $7,000 on a feast for them. He said, well, yeah, they're eating well tonight. And he also got them all AirPods. So it's like, wild. isn't that great? It's like, okay, so we're going to give you this super great dinner. We're also going to give you this little thing because I can and yeah. because you guys aren't getting this from anywhere else and you need it. And so, which makes me wonder, because you mentioned that Sale is rehabbing in the minors. Mm-hmm. DeGrom right now, I think, is um, rehabbing in a spring training yep. facility. So um, if anybody gets any word of what these guys do, um, if they do anything right. Um, so I did contact my friend with the Fred Nats because Strasburg had two rehab starts uh-huh. there. And I said, hey, did Strasburg buy you guys dinner and he said yeah he got us chipotle oh no really i could get them chipotle yeah i could yeah. get them Advocate, chipotle. The, the, the adopt a minor leaguer does that on a regular basis gets chipotle for the right team. and sure they like shit you know that's like the go-to but really really i yeah. mean just hand somebody a stack of money and say buy something pretty or just yeah. do, do something a little bit better i no, that's that's not okay. So I'm a little bit ticked at Strasburg. So um, Max better than Stras. Just yeah. saying. In many ways, in many ways. I just wanted to do a quick follow up to Patty's rant from last week. If you missed it, please go back because uh, Patty and I had some things to say about the recent Supreme Court decision overturning Roe versus Wade, and also commenting on the players who are speaking up because we need male allies in this because women have basically been just been told you have no control of your own body. You're a second-class citizen. We need men to sort of come forward and say that this is wrong. David Price of the Dodgers uh, came out and said, and I quote on his on his Twitter feed, their body, their choice, period. You know, short, sweet, to the point, super appreciated. Uh, side note, he's such a good human, really. He's, I mean, despite the fact that he and the Red Sox did not have good blood and, and Red Sox fans, and I apologize about that, Mr. Price, because you are really a good guy and his he's a good father and good husband, so... Power to David Price. Joe Ross here at the Nationals took advantage of his uh, location and went to the Supreme Court and posted to his Instagram account that here I am at a Supreme Court protest. So not only saying it, but putting his feet there, much appreciated. And Liam Hendricks, who we talked about being outspoken about Pride Month, appreciating him then, had lots to say in an interview, including this important piece saying if this had anything to do with men, there'd be no chance that this would be overturned. And that's something that's disgraceful in this day and age. I agree, Mr. Hendricks, and thank you for using your voice. One more bit of politics on a very different level. We've got a baby step as far as keeping the A's in Oakland. So if you remember, we talked about this in a past episode and several times actually that um, the A's have a proposal to create a development um, on the port really, the, um, mm-hmm. the uh, Howard Terminal area of the port in Oakland to do a new ballpark and a commercial and residential development and a whole big thing or 
pick up everything and, you know, take take their ball and go home to Las Vegas. And go to Vegas. Right. So, you know, it, it depends on what the city of Oakland approves. And there are many steps. If you have ever done any development work, there's a thousand steps oh you've got to go through. And the O's have just passed the most recent one. This doesn't get them what the they... The A's. Oh, the A's. The A's. Yes, yeah. the A's. Wow. <laughs> I did that last week or the week before. Did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I confused oh, my vowels. The A's. Yeah, the so vowels. vowels. The vowels. The Oakland A's. If I say Oakland, I get the whole thing there right. There you go. Right? So they have gotten past um, the next hurdle, which doesn't it's not doesn't mean it's anywhere close to a done deal, but if they hadn't passed this hurdle, they'd probably be on their way to Vegas. So what this was, the San Francisco Bay Conservation and Development Commission had a vote on does Howard Terminal have to still be a port? or not. Huh. And they voted 23 to 2 to remove the port designation. And what that means is that there are enough ports, there's enough access in the Bay Area for port use that they don't have to have that at Howard Terminal, which frees it up for a different kind of development. So that removed a barrier so they can move on. There's going to be a bunch more things that mm. have to be checked off. Plans have to be approved. Other impacts have to be dealt with. Um, they're not there yet, but they got past this next one. So um, they're not pulling up stakes yet and heading to Vegas. Power yet. to them. I, I really hope that they include public transportation because I really appreciated being able to take public transportation back. Wait a minute. Why is that? Why did you require public transportation? Be because I was getting there from San Francisco when I was there a couple weeks ago. Not because you were not able to drive? Oh, uh, well, yeah, we didn't have a car. <laughs> All <laughs> right, car. I'll fine, 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 okay. So we have talked before, and you may have heard many times that Major League Baseball has an antitrust exemption. And this is the thing that allows them to grossly underpay minor league players Ooh. and treat them badly. That's bad. So. It's been hard for minor leaguers to speak as one because they are not currently unionized. They're not covered by the, the players' unions. That's only major league players. But the organization advocate for minor leaguers, who we talk about on a regular basis, is kind of serving that role now. They're, they're kind of funneling uh -huh. all those voices and speaking on behalf of minor league players. So now Congress has a place to interact. They've got an, a, a point organization. To work with. So just this past week on Tuesday, the Senate Judiciary Committee sent a letter to advocates for minor leaguers asking questions wow. about the antitrust exemption, specifically how does that exemption affect minor league pay and minor league conditions? Because now they've got someone to ask who's not a player or mm -hmm. a couple of players, which is how this has been progressing in the past. They've got an organization that's basically representing all of the players, even if it's unofficial, they still are speaking for the players. This is a bipartisan letter. It was signed by Senators Durbin, Grassley, Blumenthal, wow. and Lee, right? So two Republicans, two Democrats. And so this is kind of indicating there's a little bit of movement on the, um, on the legislative level to look at this. At the same time, we talked before about some of the minor league teams that got cut last year during that whole reorganization, the teams that were contracted those owners had filed suit um, basically against MLB because of their teams being cut and citing this, this antitrust exemption. Well, the Justice Department two weeks ago filed a statement of interest for, with, that, with that suit. So the Department of Justice is looking at it as well as the legislative branch. So I don't know how quickly anything will move, but um, definitely things are being, like th this issue is being waived in front of a lot of the powers that be who can take steps to change things.
that's exciting. That's pretty cool. And power to advocates for minor leaguers. There's some really good people involved in directing that. And for them to have done this much in that short of time. Yep. Yep. That's impressive. It's, you know, speaking with one voice. Yay. All right. I just wanted to give a quick uh, point of discussion to another City Connect jersey that has just debuted, and that would be the San Diego Padres. So it's I've, I've been trying to figure out what color it is exactly, because depending on what I see, it looks either red and green or hot pink and chartreuse. It's pink and mint and yellow. Mint. It's mint. Okay. And yellow. There's, the, so there's a little bit of yellow around okay. the neckline and the outline of the of the name. So what do you think? Thumbs I up? love it. Yeah. I love it. And um, so I lived in San Diego for a okay. while, and those colors are very reminiscent of the beach life. It's supposed to be like, oh, you know, old beach yeah. signs and stuff, but absolutely. there's There are pink hotels. There, I mean, it really does look like the neighborhoods around the beaches in San Diego to me, so I am all in. Um, ESPN updated their rankings, and so Padres debuted at number five. Wow. Um, in between the, the Nats at four and the Red Sox at six, I'm just saying, um, with these. And I, I'm all in, and again, I feel like I can speak for it a little bit because I have mm-hmm. lived there as opposed to how I express opinions wildly <laughs> about the other ones and then, then feel bad about it because I don't actually, you know, right. haven't really spent time in the city to speak for it. But I feel good about this one. As someone who has not lived in San Diego, what do you think? I was super for it. I thought that they had some really nice promos, and I liked that. I liked the players being behind it. I liked the, the little video that they did about the uniting also of the border, mm-hmm. basically saying this is San Diego and Baja California coming yep. together and, and embracing two cultures. And I think that is a huge strength of being in San Diego, being right there at the border. And why not, you know, shine with it? Why not take advantage of this wonderful connection? So I, I am definitely for it. And I think also that it's it's got to be fun for the Padres players. I mean, I know everybody has really embraced the brown and yellow, kind of like this is our team colors and we don't want that blue anymore and everybody has blue and we're the brown, but brown is kind of a very sedate kind of thing. So to have this like alter ego situation that they can run into the pink and mint, is mm-hmm. that pink yep. and mint, yep. pink and mint, I think is nice for them to be able to have that little bit of a party atmosphere. And some of the players pointed out that if you notice, um, a lot of players have been using pink and gold, which is kind of the yellow, as accents. Like, you know, uh-huh. like it could be like their their compression sleeves or sweatbands or, or cleats or okay. things they have been using. Like, remember Tatis had pink yeah. all the time for his mom. And so those colors are not that different than things they've already incorporated kind of on a regular basis. So okay. it feels like a natural outgrowth. And if I still lived in San Diego, I would totally buy one of these. Yeah, I wonder how the sales have been doing. I know they just they were just released. This is the last City Connect to be released this season. Wow. So there are 14 total. This is the seventh of seven for this season. There are 14 out there right now. Huh. I don't know who's next. I don't know who's up for next I, year. You know, what I was I was thinking is that the Yankees are not going to do this. Like, they're going to be the one team that will not do this. I bet the Mets it's will. It's going to look exactly the like their right. uniform. Right. Well, kind of like the Dodgers. The Dodgers didn't do too much. It's yeah, just, they just changed the name to be in Spanish. Yeah, right? yeah. So, but there's that. Yeah. So I don't think the Yankees are going to even – they're just – that's not their thing. We were they're talking the other it. day about what the Orioles one would look like, and we know it huh. will somehow involve a crab and the crazy, crazy Maryland flag. We don't yes. know at what level, but yeah. Oh, that could be wonderful. But that they're going to take – they're going to get all my money too. All right, yeah. Uh, hey, so we've got this uh, this uh, Boyfriend Fantasy League, which I tell you, the top two are switching 
daily, it's it crazy. feels like. So as of this Sunday morning, Bono's boyfriend is in the lead by wow. four points over Spicy Susie's Hot Mess Express. And then we jump down to Leftovers, number three. iZombies are four adults. And number four, number five is Super Depressed A's fan. Number six, Karen's Legit Team. Number seven, Deborah F's team. And may I just say, hot on Deborah's heels, we find yes. me in number eight, just a few points behind. Um, the kids at number nine, who are holding steady and not making any changes except for that one I don't like Aaron Judge anymore because he made fun of my ballpark. Um, <laughs> and number 10, Hail Mary. And number 11, Woo. your favorite of mine, Potty Mouth's Posse. So we'll see. You know, I don't think I'm going to actually move, but I might get more points now that I get to have more players on my team and get Jaron Duran. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. What's going on this week? You got a lot going this week. I am so excited. I'm going to Fenway. So I I don't know if I'm excited or terrified. We're going to see the Yankees at Fenway Park this Thursday evening. So think of me, folks, when you see that score coming down, because I am going with my Yankees fan friend. I will protect him as he wears his – he actually, he came – he's not – they're both Jeter now that I think about it. He came with both a home and an away jersey. So he has the pinstripes to wear when we're in New York, and he's got the gray travel jersey to wear when we're in I respect Fenway. that it's, so much. It is classy. I really it is do. Classy. Yep, for sure. For how, sure. And, and how about you? Well, today, as soon as we finish our beer and pack up our podcast, we're going to go see the Bay Sox Ooh, I'm excited. tonight, which will be super fun. And then uh, Junior Potty Mouth and I are going to go see the Orioles on the 4th and hopefully get there soon enough to get our hot dog race t-shirts. That's so cool. Which just makes us happy, but mainly we want to go see Al. And then there's Thunderbolts. We got rained out last night, which made me sad because I had things to say that I didn't get to say over the microphone because we got rained out. So I've got to hold all that stuff for another couple of days. And I did not record you. Like, it just went by way too fast because the rain came in before we expected it, and I meant to record Yeah, all the interesting stuff was going to come up later anyway, but I'm saving that for, you know, you'll have to wait a while because you're picking Fenway over the high school ballpark. I can't understand it. I'll be there as soon as we get back. All right. Honest. All right. Well, that sounds good. So if you're not uh, going to see any baseball in person this week, you might want to spend some time catching up on past episodes of No Crying in Baseball. There's 240-some to to listen to if you haven't yet. If you have friends or family that you think might like to hear us talk about baseball, please let them know about the podcast. If you have... um, nominations for the QHAR bracket or you have um, corrections because the corrections department is online please come talk to us on social media catch us on Twitter at NCIB podcast Facebook and Instagram it's no crying and b-ball and if you want to throw a little bit of money on us so we don't lose money on this podcast you can go to our fun Patreon page where we're going to be putting random stuff up all the time that is patreon.com slash no crying in b-ball so please, my friends, get that second booster. Fight the man, it's the right thing to do. And don't forget to send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. This is well-timed with the beer. For sure. Well-timed with the beer. All right.